0: What's going on everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Trader Mindset Podcast. My name is Neil and let's get started. So first and foremost, happy holidays, merry Christmas, happy Kwanzaa and a happy new year to everybody. Um, This has been a crazy year in terms of personal growth and just trading knowledge and I hope it has been well to everyone else. So, let's get started, right? I'm going to do a little quick, broader market analysis and then go to my goals that I have in 2022, right? So, let's get started, starting off with the S&P 500. So, the last time I talked about the market, we were just getting chopped up, right? And I looked, told everyone there were potential red flags, and the red flag was if we broke that what would you call it weekly support or daily support let's say weekly support if the s&p 500 broke that weekly support of what was it 46650 there would be major red flags in this market however on i believe was it thursday or friday um December 20th however on December 20th Bulls held support critical support and that critical support was 448.92 Bulls held it and v-shaped we are under a half I would say no we were we are right about one percent from all-time highs under one percent from all-time highs what a emotional roller coaster I know I know I got chopped up and I was feeling down. I'm sure if I was feeling down, there are other people feeling down because we were all just getting chopped up in the market. So, all time highs are in sight. All time highs is 473.54, and this has just been a straight up V shape. The reason why V shapes a lot, or it's notorious for V shaping is because it has multiple sectors that are rotating within the S&P 500. So sometimes when the tech sector is down, we have other sectors taking the lead. And you know, when they start consolidating, the tech sector and other sectors that were weak start pulling the market back up. So it is just a game. <laughs> and I've said, long term, we are bullish the S&P 500 because all we were looking for is a monthly higher low. Right. So monthly high or low looks essentially set. Now, what we need to do is break this, what do you call resistance line of that 473 something that I just talked about? Let's say 474. Uh, and we need follow through. We do not. Another small red flag would be if we broke to all time highs again and went straight to another let's say, a percent pullback or something like that. But this was amazing. Bulls took control. And I'm going to talk about the other sectors that came in and helped the S&P 500 regain its strength. And the the sector that essentially helped it was QQQ. And there were a couple other sectors. I'm going to talk about potential resistance levels coming up in QQQ. And we... Most likely scenario for QQQ is a weekly lower high compared to the all-time high. But, let's see what the Bulls can do. Because you do not want to count big tech out of the equation. Because they can run the show for a long time. So, for QQQ, we are headed to major resistance levels. Right? We V-shaped from last time and then broke to a lower low. No follow-through. What does that mean? You zoom out. Write this down. Every time you see a, you know, a critical support level breaking with no follow-through, you look at the other direction. You always look at the other direction. That means that that was a bear trap. And then bulls just turned on the gas from there. And you can see that in QQQ. Um. We have some critical resistance levels from 398 to 401, 402. Now, the most likely scenario I did say is we get a weekly lower high. So, I am not comfortable playing bullish at this level, right? I am not. And I'm going to be very honest with you. I am scouting bearish entries on weaker names that correlate with the qqq um but the beauty of trading is that one person can be bullish and the other person can be bearish and they can both make money so if you are bullish you already know what to do find the strong names um and look at for the look for the bullish qqq correlations if you're bearish um just look for the bearish qqq correlations and you are also looking at the most likely scenario, right? Um, and there is a potential for rejection from those levels that I showed you. Because they they were rejection levels from last week and the week before. So, essentially, next week is going to be very telling on what direction the market holds. Also, I haven't count out that the S&P 500... Uh, sorry, not the S&P 500... Uh, other sectors that I'm going to be talking about could be bringing this down if QQQ sees weakness. And let's talk about that, right? So moving on from QQQ, let's go to XLF. XLF, weaker than QQQ, but it did see a break of support into a V-shape recovery. Not a V-shape, but almost a V-shape. So XLF has already technically confirmed the weekly downtrend right we saw a all-time high run consolidation and then a lower high and a lower low with no follow-through right so we did confirm the weekly trend change, uh weekly trend change to the bears now when you see that you know support level break and we look uh, and it bounces we look at the other direction right so let's zoom out and we see that we are just looking for a monthly higher low however a small red flag is that we went to all-time highs and then con. we basically confirmed all-time highs and then we went you know one percent above those all-time highs sorry let me rephrase that we broke resistance into all-time highs but we only broke it by about a percent straight into a weekly you know downtrend. That is a small red flag. However, I've said this before, we are just looking for a monthly higher low. So that is definitely a weaker sector. If you're playing bearish, XLF's your go-to. One thing to keep in mind is that we are only looking for a daily lower high compared to 3974. So if that comes down, so if the bears actually, you know, see some consolidation, push xlf down at the same time when we see um, qqq going down we will potentially see more consolidation sorry i'm speaking slow i am trying to figure out what are the right words to explain it because there's a lot of things going in my head i'm just trying to explain it in simpler terms so people understand you know, this type of stuff, because this is very complicated. I can go very in deep, not in deep, in depth of this analysis, but we're going to keep it at a 10,000 level height. Now, another lead bull is the healthcare sector, right? We had finally a daily trend change (laughs) because we basically, we just ran. We had Two weeks of just straight bull move, no consolidation. And as I've said, we can have these pops, but we need to confirm trend changes Uh, because great. This is a great bounce, but without any trend change, we have no idea whether this is just a pump and dump or there are actual bulls trying to confirm this trend. And this is what you need to have in hindsight Uh, you know, next time you trade. So XLV blue sky breakout daily trend change, finally confirming weekly trend change, confirming and we are just, you know, in euphoria mode. XBI, right? Very weak. This is a sector to bleep bearish. Now I was talking about XLF. This is a bigger, more bearish sector, right? This had a bigger retracement from all-time highs, and we're just scouting a monthly lower high compared to that all-time high of one seventy-four seventy-nine. So, bears, you know what to do, right? <laughs> and then we had a little bit of cryptocurrency strength. I did enter a sand position, sand USD. Why? Because the daily equilibrium was just so tight. And I was like, all right, this is the best, best risk to reward. Potentially, you know, I can find. So I took it, had a solid 50% gain, (laughs) 50% gain on that bull move. And then I'm all cash waiting to reenter some of that position and looking to not give it all back. And that's how it should be. So, goals, right? Goals for 2021 or t- bleh, 2022 and looking back in, on 2021. So, let's start with looking back. What did I learn? Patience. Patience is a virtue and I'm a big proponent to patience. Things will not get better overnight, right? Right? Things take time. You will need to fail and fail and fail before you learn that lesson. And then when you learn that lesson, you will be much better than when you were before. I can almost guarantee that, right? I have been through those failures. I have. I have been through, you know, just the extreme depression of when you lose, you know, (laughs) a good amount of money. Just recently, I lost a... You know, I didn't lose a lot of money, but I definitely lost more than I wanted to. And I'm still grinding my way up. Uh, And that shows that one day, one bad, you know, day can amplify multiple days of just confidence loss and more losses. So what I learned, I need to be patient. Um, And finally, this was that loss I needed to really... Hammer that down. I need to be patient. And, you know, this week has been a very good week um, in terms of just my discipline, my patience, and honestly, even the monetary outcome of that because it was a result of all those, you know, things combined. Patience is a big thing that I've learned. Another thing that I've learned is honestly something that you have to experience. And that is just price action and just seeing charts, right? After going through so many charts, I I finally have these things of like, okay, I've seen this chart before. Let me apply that strategy to this chart. And it the more... I can guarantee you this too. The more and more you look at charts, the easier it gets, right? The more and more you do anything, the easier it gets. And you will start understanding, okay, I've seen this setup before. Where can I apply this again? And then you apply it again to a different sector or different market. And, you know, eight out of 10 times, it has that same, uh, same move. Because you've seen that before and you've seen it confirmed so many times. So, if you are within the first couple years of trading and are not confident in it, keep going at it, right? A toddler does not quit the first few times it falls from trying to learn to walk. So, right now, you're trying to learn to walk and you have fallen down. That's fine. Stand back up, right? So you have to have that, you know, courage to come back up because from my experience, most people are profitable. I know that sounds ridiculous, but most people are profitable. It is those one or two trades that blow up their entire account and basically just suck their emotional and just confidence you know, out of them. And it's, I know for a fact that it is demoralizing. I've been there and I still go through that. I, I talked about it last week. I am going through that process, uh, but you have to come back, right? Every boxer, even though they get punched, they come back and it's basically like that. So come back, stand up. Um, and then tomorrow's just another day. Another thing that I've learned is yesterday's outcome does not mean today's or the next day's outcome. So if you had a loss yesterday or the day before that or like whatever, uh, that is a completely different situation and what you're going to do the next day is a complete different situation. Just think about it like this, you know, 2020... Was not the same as 2019 for a fact, right? And 2021 was not the same as 2020. So remember that, right? Every day is a new day and it's a learning process, right? And then I'm going to end it with another last, most important thing that I've learned. And it's just, just show up, right? Right do your routine. Most people do not have a routine and a lack of routine equals a lack of discipline. I have seen that direct correlation with people. People that wake up at five, go to the gym every day are already, what, three, four hours ahead of people that are just waking up. Um, and that shows because your You know, your discipline to get up and show up will outperform most people. A lot of traders, including myself, wake up early, have a routine, self-reflect, and show up. We all need to just show up. After the markets, I do my post-market reflection and then I look at charts again for the next day setups, and then pre-market the next day, I go back and look at, you know, the situations and the scenarios that I thought of the prior day, and then look for if anything changed, okay, great, how can I prove it, if nothing changed, that entire thing is back on, right, that entire scenario is back on, so just show up, man, that's all I'm saying, just show up, Now, 2022, let's move on. Let's talk about 2022. My resolution for 2022, number one, obviously, be profitable. Not by a little bit, right? I'm I'm starting to get very serious at this now. I am no longer looking at it as a side hustle. This is going to be my main thing. I am trying to make a livable income off of this, right? So... 2022, definitely going to be more of a monetary thing. Another thing is I'm going to get good at trading leveraged ETFs. I've seen the volatility in leveraged ETFs and I want to get better at it. Because a lot of the times, the leveraged ETFs have much significant bounces than just your lead bull names like NVDA or Tesla or something like that, right? That is one thing I'm going to start learning to do. That doesn't mean I'm going to go all in January 3rd, but that definitely means I'm going to, you know, start taking a stab at leveraged ETFs more than um, individual tickers. However, I will still play individual tickers. That is my bread and butter, right? The tech sector is my bread and butter. A lot of people don't understand the power of correlations with the broader market. Another thing I'm going to do is stop playing the tickers that I'm getting chopped up in. And that's first and foremost, that was Robinhood. I'm no longer going to be playing Robinhood. Another is Facebook. I'm no longer going to be playing Facebook. Facebook. And just these tickers that I've had significant losses in, I'm no longer going to be playing um, those tickers just because uh, it's just bad experience and you don't want that to overpower your confidence, right? And now from the mental part, revenge trading, I'm going to, I can't say stop revenge trading because it's just all psychological at that point. But I'm going to slow down revenge trading, uh, trying to acknowledge that even before I start doing it so I can just stop and go do something else. Revenge trading is something I do not want to do, do not want to participate in, and it just blows up accounts. And I've, you know, revenge, everyone revenge trades, right? No matter how many times they say they don't revenge trade, they will revenge trade. And it's just, you know, we are human. So we are going to revenge trade, but it's just reducing those incidents where you do revenge trade. Another thing that I'm going to be doing is taking small losses. Small losses are essential, right? You don't want big losses on your off days. You want small losses. I'm going to start doing, having small losses instead of revenge trading and trying to build my you know, losses back to a more neutral situation. No. Yes, a lot of times I have come back from losses, but a lot of times I would, you know, overtrade those losses and then get a bigger loss. And that is something I do not want to do. And that is something I suggest you don't do either, especially if you're in your first couple of years. Uh, uh, Full disclosure, 2022 is going to be my second year of you know, actively trading the markets, right? I've passively traded the markets before, but not actively as I've done in 2021 and 2020. With that being said, I'm going to get better at futures. That is another thing I'm looking to get good at. It's a lot more leverage, but a lot more reward. I don't need to be actively trading that. And it's going to be much better in terms of taxation if you're in the U.S., And it's, I think it's good, right? A lot of people don't like futures because of the fees that you get. But honestly, fees are negligible if you have that leverage. So I'm going to start with those uh, futures, a micro, e-mini, sorry, micro or e-mini S&P 500. See, I don't even know much about futures. That's why I'm trying to get good at futures, honestly. And then lastly, I'm going to stick to what I know best, and that is the stock market and cryptocurrency. I'm not going to be trading other things like gold, silver. I'm going to be keeping up with what I know best um, and just delving into things that are new in very small increments. So, with that being said, I hope you have a great holiday. I hope you have a great new year. I will see you all. I will see you all next week. You know what? I will see you all next week. So take care and goodbye.